Good morning, it's Natalie on the Nag Personal Trainer Podcast. Sorry guys, I'm in such a good mood. <laughs> Just wanted to sing my way in. I'm sorry if I made some dogs start barking and cats yowling. Even your rabbit squeal. And I mean your pet rabbit. <laughs> anyway, so, I'm on a right mad one. Maybe it's March. <laughs> Maybe it's all the birds singing around me, driving me nuts. In a good way. <laughs> so today is International Women's Day. Fantastic. So I didn't even know it was until the weekend. Uh, luckily because a lot of programmes tend to push it a little bit more and a few of the people I follow uh, advertise out that it is as well. So I did a little bit of research, a bit of digging what's been going on and I have noticed a shift and change in what's researched for women, what's available for women as well. And I did realise that pay gaps are still an issue. I can't believe that's still an issue between male and females. That's some, in some companies... Uh, females are paid less than males but I also found this in the fitness industry because I thought well I work for myself but actually apparently male PTs are more to charge more and people are still happy to pay it. it's crazy isn't it but whereas females tend to charge less apparently so there you go hopefully that, that bridge will start to get closer over time as well and we become more equal. So it's inspired me what to talk about today on the podcast. Because originally I was just going to talk just about toning. Because everyone knows it's my pet word that I really, really dislike. Not hate, just dislike. It had its purposes many, many years ago. And then I decided actually I'm going to tag on that. The expectation of how a woman should look. Because I think... There is pressure on that. And as much as the word toning got women into the gym a long time ago, there's now the stigma that women have to look toned and soft and not lift heavy weights and not look aggressive or act aggressive when lifting weights. So I'm going to actually mash them together today. So first off, toning. What is actually toning? It's now actually been added to the dictionary. I can't believe it which I'm a bit frustrated about because I think it needs I don't think it should be in there because basically toning is when you want to lose body fat but you want to build muscle that's basically toning now you might go no I don't want to build muscle I don't want to get big and I've said this time and time again girls we're shit at it our hormones don't allow it unless you're going to take vitamin S it's not going to happen that's um, steroids, by the way. And you look on social media at the moment, a lot more women are putting up videos of lifting weights. I mean, especially the women I follow, they're all lifting weights, they're all doing pull-ups, they're all doing push-ups, and not one of them looks like, as people would say, or <laughs> certain people would say, is they look like men. There is no way. We are not small men, we are women. That's simply it. <laughs> You know, research has been ton, done time again that we, we you know, we look so amazing when we do do weight training. We don't look ridiculously huge and muscular or bulky. That's the other one I still hear is the bulky. As I explained a podcast a few weeks ago, as by, as Elaine Norton described, that bulky is when 
you have got muscle, but you've also got a good layer of fat on top. That looks bulky. Now you might think, well, I don't want to build muscle while losing fat. If you're not, again, sorting the energy balance, then yeah, you're gonna, basically if you're in a surplus of calories, you're gonna put muscle on, yes, uh, if you're training hard. But if you also want to lose fat, you're gonna gain some fat at a surplus, simple as. It won't flip it the other way around. If you're in a calorie deficit, it won't suddenly make you dead bulky. It's really hard to get bulky if you're in a calorie deficit. And the only and there's only a few people who can put on more muscle in a deficit. And normally that's newbies because the training stimulus is so fresh for their bodies. They just react to anything. They could just even undertrain as long as they're consistently training, but they could actually not train to their true potential and still gain some lean mass. Whereas the longer you've been doing it for, such as myself, if I'm in a deficit, I've got no chance of putting on much muscle. Probably zero. It would, it, it'd just be painfully, painfully so if it did. So it's, it's not quite doable the longer you've been doing it for. But when people say I want to get toned, it is one of the hardest things to do because you want to lose body fat and you want to build muscle. That is really, really difficult. such a hard goal. And the work you've got to put in to get like that, you've got to be in a low calorie deficit. You've got to be commit to resistance training three, four times a week to look the way you're thinking of looking. Um, you've also, again, with that calorie restriction, it might restrict you from going out. It puts a lot of stress on the body and the training on top, putting more stress on the body. And you've got to do that consistently for time. And you're going to feel hungry. You're going to feel grouchy. You're not going to sleep well. More added stress. So it's really difficult in, those, in that situation, even as a, as a newbie. One, if you're new and never, ever done anything like that, you will struggle to adhere to it. Normally, early experienced athletes like uh, people who compete in say bikini modeling or bodybuilding world they're normally the only ones who can handle that like imagine only you know cutting more than 500 calories from your maintenance now some of you go oh, i've done that before but have you done it where you've done consistent hard weight training like actually training to your potential and training consistently every single week for like pretty much dedicating your year to it there's no way because it's, it's something you have to gain experience doing before actually being able to achieve that. And even after when you gain experience, you probably won't want to do it. I've been asked, now, why don't you do bikini modelling? I'm like, no way. Because I go, oh, you're already lean. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm lean, but I like the amount of body fat I have. And I like to have, have I, basically, if I drop any lower, my appetite is going to be too ridiculous. So, you know, my ghrelin is very high because I'm lean, my hunger hormone. And as much as I like to eat, I don't always like feeling hungry. I feel like it's kind of in the way because sometimes I want to do things, I'm busy. But as soon as my hunger hits, I can't concentrate. And I'm gonna, I mean, I'm proper hungry. It's not through boredom, I'm busy all through the day. So, yeah, toning is very difficult, if that's what, if that's what you call it. It's, I call it losing, uh, losing fat, getting muscle, personally. <laughs> And this is where I get onto the expectation of how people want women to look 
or even other women want to look because of other women or because of what men think is sexy. I think first of all, fuck what everyone else thinks, as they say. You should look how you want to look, but it's not that simple, is it? You know, body confidence isn't that simple, is it? You know, we're, again, the world is very saturated with images. We are surrounded by social media, not just social media. We've got our televisions, we've got our phones, we've got our tablets, our laptops, constant adverts coming up, you know, of how someone looks shredded and it's like, oh, join my eight-week get lean challenge or... You know, uh, join my fat loss challenge. And this is why myself and Kate, who I work with, have decided, say, for our next challenge. First of all, we're not calling it a challenge. So I think people feel under pressure for that. And we decided we want people to see themselves as, like, a project. So it's going to be based more around that than actually a challenge. Because, again, people think they've got to look a certain way by the end of the challenge as well. And if you don't look that way, they're like, oh, I'm a failure. Or couldn't stick to everything you asked me to do every week, so a failure. Where actually they stuck to everything else they should stick to, like their daily habits and their weekly goals, so their own personal goals, which we encourage people to do. Because we have noticed a fate, I mean, you've probably noticed yourself if you've been into a fat loss challenge or a fitness challenge, and I bet you any money, and I've noticed this just from experimentation and trialing and erroring, is people more like to drop out if it's a challenge when they can't do, say, the challenge set up for the week by the trainer. Because it's the word, the whole thing is called the challenge. Whereas actually, if it was just an add-on, but you're told actually, we just want you to focus on this and check in with us that you're doing this, then that's fine, you're doing enough. Anyway, get off on a tandem. So, so these fat loss challenges and also... Again, you're seeing these fitness instructors on there, female and male, looking shredded, ripped up, all these celebrities claiming they've lost, they've done an eight-week transformation. I think there was a certain celebrity who had been on Love Island who'd done this. My friend messaged me about it, and I looked at it as like, he was already shredded before he even did his transformation. So all he's done there is probably reduced his carbs uh, before taking that shoot to probably rehydrated to make his muscles pump out more so it increases uh, a bit of cellular swelling and also at carbohydrates the day before as well to do that there's ways of doing things to look good on a photo shoot for the gram which is basically what he's done just did it for the gram let's just face it because people want gratification i'm not saying he's a bad person doing it he might have his own reasons to do that to build his confidence and that's why people tend to do that they share their results online, they share their images and PTs, they share clients' images. So you could argue, oh yeah, I'm just as bad because I share when my clients have done well, say, changing their bodies. But I'm not just doing it to change. Like, if you look at mine, no one on there has six pack apps. No one on there is clearly mega ripped unless we did the right lighting and I got them to drop their carbs for a week or maybe more, and then got them to do a refeed of carbs the day before, and hydration, so they look really pumped out, but I'm not about that. But their shape has changed, because I'm trying to show women, and even men who are trained as well, but mostly women, that you will not look bulky doing weights. You will not look like a man for doing resistance training. A lot of women, to be fair, this past year, 
some of them haven't even had heavyweights and they've uh, made and created incredible physiques gained a lot of strength because they're using their body weight uh, mostly invested in a pull-up bar to learn to do their first pull-up and that is like goals that's what gives you confidence guys and girls so instead of having this ex- it's again with this expectation expectation females will never be able to do a pull-up i've had women come up to me and say i told people to do a pull-up after you but women can't really do them can they and i'm like yeah they can you just don't normally see them depending where you're at it depends on the demographic where you're at i mean i'm in like a, like a smaller town where i live at the moment so you might not see many females going in the gym and doing banging out 10 pull-ups that way like me and kate that's on a good day by the way and the moon's in the right uh, position of the sky when we do 10 pull-ups. It is doable, but not always. <laughs> Probably like six on a good day, on an okay day. And it's the same with women doing push-ups, like you'll go to classes and they're like, oh, I can't do them on my toes. I'll never be able to do it on my toes. I've heard that before. Every time I get a new kind, especially the female, I'm like, you, you will be able to do push-ups by the time I'm done with you. I can hear that bird shouting at me. Do you mind? <laughs> to be fair, I'd rather hear the birds than the traffic. But again, it's expectation that's been put in is that we are weak, that we are feeble, that we are meant to do push-ups on our knees and we're meant to use just the assisted pull-up machine, that's it. Uh, or not ever able to do a pull-up. I think sometimes because people get embarrassed at the, where they got to start, and as a female in a gym, it can be quite intimidating sometimes. And if they're there trying to learn to do a pull-up or a push-up, they might think the men are going to laugh at her for trying to pull herself up on a bar or do negative pull-ups. I've actually been training a female, which just annoyed me this. And I was teaching her how to do negative pull-ups, which is basically you're doing the lowering phase of a pull-up or what we call the eccentric phase. Because the eccentric phase is the easier part of a lift because it's where your muscles lengthen, it's where you can control it and you can gain a lot of strength doing eccentric movements, especially if you struggle with the concentric, the push bit or the pull bit. And I've had a guy going, oh, what's that about? That's not going to do anything. And in front of the client, I just thought, one, it was rude. You've come to be home with a client. And two, are you a qualified PT? Are you a sports specialist? Is there something I'm missing a trick here? I basically turned around and explained how it worked. Which, to be fair, afterwards... He was okay with that. He was like, oh, oh, okay. I never realised that's how you learn to do them. I've just been able to do them. I goes, well, good for you. <laughs> I said, but not everyone does, so this is where they start. And this is what I'm saying. It's like this whole, it's just a stigma that women shouldn't, should not be seen that way. Let me get on to my next point now. So as well as strength training, women are kind of, We've kind of been brought... Well, I mean, I haven't. I, I was brought up a boy. <laughs> uh, as my mum jokes, she had sons, not daughters. She had me, my sister, and my brother. And it was like having three boys with me and my sister and my brother. Because <laughs> all our friends were boys growing up. We would run around playing in the fields. It was never seen as the boys were better. It was never seen like that. I was quite lucky growing up uh, that my friends were just... It just wasn't a question of if you're a female or male who's better or worse. We'd play football together. We would do tree climbing together, stick fighting, you name it. And the boys would pick the girls. So actually, when it comes to picking the teams, me and my sister would normally pick first because of our aggression when playing a game, especially in football. 
because we would just go for it and score goals or we'd save the ball because we were aggressive enough to get in there not scared to go for it and also we were we would go gun-ho 100% we'd really put the effort in and it wasn't to just show the boys up it's because we just liked it and we never thought any different if, if, if that was a bad thing or not to be aggressive in a game but females have been a lot of girls I know they're scared to be aggressive like as in not mean go out attack people I mean like say in the sport or in the weight room so say you're in the free weight area it's not called the men's area it's called the free weight area where anybody can go not this oh anywhere the light touches where there is the free weight um, you know belongs to men it uh, belongs to everybody so I've actually had um, later on in life as I got older when I go to a gym and if I train I train pretty hard and I'm grimacing I might be growling under my breath I don't shout I'm not the shouter when it comes to the weight but if it is heavy I may slip with the F word once in a blue moon but if I'm in public I am more like more like that <laughs> straining sounds dodgy don't it? you can mix it with something else I guess but I've had guys go oh you shouldn't sound like that it's like why why should I not oh because you're a woman you should be a lady it's like I'll be who I want I'm Natalie I'm not just a woman very strange isn't it and it's like women are intimidated as it is to come in the weight area and you know I've got a comment on how a woman sounds when she does a weightlifting or what face she grimaces and I think the reason why I'm very lucky I have that confidence to not give a shit when I walk into a weight room, even a new gym, I will walk in there and go in and do what I've got to do. I don't walk in like I own the place, I'm not like that. And if I'm on my own, somewhere new, I'll just get my headphones in, I've got my plan up, I'll just crack on with it. I'll say hello if someone says hello to me, because I'm not really like that. Um, I'm a people person, hence the job I'm in. But it's just... You know, how much more pressure does a woman need to go in that area? It's like, oh, I've got to lift nicely. And I'm not to make any noise when I put the bar down from a deadlift. And I'm not to, you know, when I've done like a heavy chest press and I have to place the weights on the foot, I must place them. I can't, because I'm fatigued out and knackered, I can't just sit up and then let them drop safely, of course, to the floor. Oh no, she shouldn't do that. No, she must be quiet and not heard. And I can't believe this just happens. I mean, not all gyms are like that. Some gyms are fantastic. Like I've been, there's one in Stoke called Strength Salon. And in there, oh, it's, a, it's so different. It's like how a gym should be, I think, personally, for male and female. The men are like, you know, they are respect the women who are in there and vice versa, the women respect the men who are in there. And they're in there, they're training hard. You know, they're not scared to be grimacing or grunt a little bit. They push each other. It's just such a different atmosphere. I mean, don't get me wrong, the gym where I PT'd at prior to lockdown and COVID, again, it was getting that way to the point where more women were in the free weight area and they weren't intimidated to go there. To be fair, when I've had comments myself, it's not normally at that facility. It was normally somewhere I've not been, like I've gone on holiday and I'm in that gym, uh, or it's at a more different population there should we say as in like older generation perhaps as well but it's just uh, like I said the one I've been at it's quite nice it's a mixed bag there but the one in Stoke I went well it's fantastic um, I wish more gyms were like that I'm quite honest with you it was mostly 
It's mostly just free weights and benches and squat racks because that is what a gym should be. If you want to do cardio, ideally outside, sport, swimming, you know, I mean, I know people love spin and all that, I get that, but people, I mean, hopefully after this lockdown, guys, you've realised you can actually just get out and walk and it's actually just as good for you as it is going to a spin class. I'll be like, oh no, no, been way more calories in the spin class. I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe so, but then you're dying for the rest of the day. Whereas a 30-minute walk, you'll probably burn about the same amount of calories. And you could probably do another walk later if you want to because you're not knackered. Or do a weight training pro- uh, session because you're not tired. And don't get me wrong, I've trained clients who come straight from a spin class into me into the weight area. Um, but a lot of them stopped doing it after time. They're like, you know what? It's ruining my strength gains, Nat. And this is women saying it to me. So they've actually stopped in spin before a weight training session because they want to prioritise the weight training because they realise they're going to get mega results from doing weight training and because they like the physique they are gaining from it. So this gets on to my other one. Most women I've ever trained, when I first ever train them, and they've maybe never had a trainer or have got have had a trainer but maybe just moved and stuff or whatever. And I've said to them, how do you feel about your body when you look at yourself in the mirror? And normally the response is, I don't like looking in the mirror, so I try not to. I avoid them. Which makes me feel really heartbroken. It makes me feel really sad about that. I said, it's, it's a not anything you like about yourself. And generally, sometimes it's a, it's a straight out no. It's like they're uncomfortable to even talk about it. So I give them time, get them to know me. So I'm soon going to change that. Once I gain the trust a little bit more, I'll start questioning it a bit more again. And this time they might be like, well, I can see I'm getting better and my arms are better. So they start pointing out things they actually like about themselves. And then gradually over time, then I might be like, well, you know, when I can be a bit more jokey and have a bit more laugh, try to make it, because I always try to make the sessions not too serious all the time. You know, if we're in the middle of a set, we're serious. But other than that, you know, when we're, talking in between once to discuss what we're doing on the next set you know especially if they're uncomfortable a bit nervous try and make it feel at ease as most people know me I've got a bit of a weird sense of humor but anyway I turned around to one client well a couple of clients I've done this with and I said I bet in the morning in six months you will not be able to stop looking at yourself in the mirror now oh no that'll never be me that's so vain as well that and I'm like no trust me you'll be walking past every mirror like oh who's that oh that's me and uh, normally this happens <laughs> I'll actually clock them when I've trained them before in the gym, looking in the mirror, and I'm like, are you actually checking yourself out right now? They're like, yeah, it's pretty good lighting in here. And I'm like, what's happened? You said you'd never look at yourself. And they're smiling. They're not looking for imperfections. They're looking because they're like, oh my God, I never thought I'd look this way. And that's what I want, you know, not just obviously women, of course, but anybody to feel when they're training. Like, I'm not saying it's all about vain training and who looks the sexiest and all that, but... For them to like themselves more for them not for anybody else they're not like looking at somebody going oh how much do you think i look like getting trying to get gratification it's more they're looking they're loving what they're seeing for themselves because they've done that for them not for anyone else and they're the ones who are normally the most successful you know they're doing it for them they're not doing it for anyone else they're not doing it for the gram they're not doing it for a new profile picture they're not doing it uh, for their partners they're not doing it to attract a mate. They're doing it because they felt rotten about themselves. 
and they wanted to change how they felt about themselves, not what other people are saying about them. It does take time to get that there. Sometimes I've taken clients and that is their goal and I have to dig deep to find another reason why or what the actual reason is and normally nine times out of ten it's not just to do what other people think it is usually how you feel deep down about yourself because it is about perception you know you might think people don't think you look good but actually it's how you actually feel and to get give someone that confidence to walk in the gym room or to go on holiday in a bikini uh, men in trunks or shorts whatever (laughs) and or even going to the gym and wear a vest top. I mean, I know loads of women who will not go in the gym with a vest top because they don't like their arms or something like that. And when I start seeing my clients enter the room with a vest top in and fitted leggings, I'm like, right, we've got a game changer here. You know, and it's fair play. So next, it's like, question this next time if it comes to training. Why should women not lift weights? Give me reasons not to. And then give me reasons to lift weights. And I tell you now, you won't be able to name many. Why not? Oh, because you don't want to build good bone density. And you don't want to build lean muscle tissue and have nice legs or reduce stress levels. Oh, no, that that would not do. That would not be good. You know, it's like... Why should you not weight train because somebody says you're going to look like a man? I'd question what that person does myself. I'd question what their values are and does it really matter what they think? You know, if someone says to you, girls shouldn't be doing strength training, or why not? Oh, you might get hurt. It's like, what? I've actually heard that. And in sport. I mean, I've I've done contact sports since the age of 12. I did martial arts and... Even family members, uh, male, the female, the men loved, and my family loved, I did martial arts, but the females were a bit concerned. Oh, you'll get hurt. And but I thought, if I was a guy, no, I mean, nothing personal again, they're just protective, I understand that, and it's how they've been brought up. But if I was a guy, would they said that? But isn't it ironic that the men in my family absolutely loved I was going to go fight? <laughs> I mean, my dad and my stepdad have taken me my fights, no, no, my mum came once just to check I was alright and she realised after then yeah she's fine, she's actually okay, yeah she can handle herself that's my first fight was against a lad as well, that was quite a shock for my mum <laughs> well I loved it, and she could see the smile on my face so as soon as I finished the fight she could see I was elated, and this is what I love about the martial art world there's not, I mean in martial arts I mean even boxing now as well, thanks to fantastic boxers like, say, females like Nicola Adams, for example. And in the, in the MMA world, you've got uh, Shevchenko, one of my favourite female fighters. So I'm trying to pause in between the traffic. You think people being in a rush, there's loads of traffic. There's not, it's absolutely dead, but clearly they're late because they're stuck behind loads of traffic. <laughs> but in the sporting world, as well, like Jessica Ennis, Kelly Holmes, Paula Radcliffe. You see them all breaking the norm. The Williams sisters in tennis. And there's this whole... Oh, the, the, you know, you don't get many like them, you know, who can, who can play like a man. I mean, how much shit did the Williams sisters get? I remember growing up, people go, oh, the men they are. It's like, why? Because they can probably kick your ass. 
normally coming from a guy. All the women go, oh, you don't want to look like that. I'm like, would I want, why would I not want to? With strong legs and mint shoulders. You know, it can, and could destroy a thousand men. No, she, they are warriors. And that's what we want to be, ladies. You know, be, be a fucking warrior. You know, be an Amazonian. You know, become a ninja if you want to go do martial arts. If you want to do contact sport, go into it. If you want to learn how to weight lift, go and ask somebody to help you with that. You know, it doesn't have to be me. Ask a PT, ask a coach to help you. You know, make sure they are going to help you with what you want to achieve. Because sadly, I've even seen in the fitness world where, very rarely, but I have seen PTs where they are treating women like they are just women and they can't lift heavy. And then when, you know, when I start work at the place I'm at, I'm getting all the women in the free weight area, deadlifting, squatting, benching. I'll tell you one thing before I go. I remember back when I first worked at the ledge centre, I was at the old one. Not a single female was in the free weights apart from one because she works with men in the company. So she was ruthless. She was ace. And she, she still does to this day when, when the gym opens back up. She will be in the free weights. She's never cared, never any different. So I decided when I worked there, that's going to change. So I've got as many women enticed them over to the free weight area as possible. As soon as I got qualified as a PT, that was my mission. And eventually it started, instead of being, I mean, men would look bewildered there's a female in this in this weight area like I said she's not allowed F off <laughs> so I changed that and that's one of the most one of the things I'm most proud of from that old ledge centre sadly it's not down now because we've got a new ledge centre but I took away some good memories from there it was you know I love the people I worked with I love the customers who were there and I love that I've been part of that change because when we went to the new centre that was carried over you know, and I don't mean just women from like in their 20s. I had women in their 50s, 60s plus, 70s plus uh, training in the weight area. My oldest couple, uh, clients were like in their 80s. I'd have them in the free weight area because they were cyclists and hikers. So they're doing enough cardio. I need to strengthen them up so they can keep doing it as long as possible and enjoying life at the grand old age of nearly 80 odd. Both cycling for miles and hiking still, living the dream, man. So ladies, become warriors, yeah? And let's break that it's, you know, that it's no longer a surprise to see a woman in the freeway, freeway area. It's not a surprise when a woman says, I would like to do a, a muscle building phase. <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, it's, let's break the norm that a female wants to do a surplus of calories. Let's break that. Other places in the world are, they're doing it already with females and it's just not seen as uh, astounding as a woman's doing it. It's just seen as normal, even the men don't question it because it's just seen as part of that environment so think about it ladies think about what you want to do what you want to achieve this year so when you go back to the gym and you're not sure what the hell to do or where to start and you want to do that you want to become a freaking warrior you want to be harder to kill yeah and you want to feel great about yourself and build that body confidence because that is what gives you confidence doing things that scare you that is what's given me confidence all these years is I've stepped into a ring and, and done fights and that definitely gave me a lot of confidence. If it weren't for that, I, I think I would struggle actually to do things that scare me. Whereas now, I'm, I'm not saying I'm fearless, I feel scared. I'm just, I'll do it even I'm scared, you know, as I'm doing it. 
I'm not saying you have to step into a ring, but for you to just go to the freeway area every time you do a training session, even it's just two exercises to start with and build it up. And eventually, that is what actually gives you the bit of the confidence, like I just said. It's stepping into that fear and going for it. And it's surprising how much it empowers you to do things that break your norm. And we're obviously, in, t- in time, we are breaking it and becoming where women, it's just normal for us to want to weightlift. It's normal for us to want to do aggressive sports. And luckily for us these days, there are fantastic people out there who are now doing research on women who want to train, who want to become athletes, because women athleticism is getting closer and closer to the level of men. I see it in especially mixed martial arts in UFC, which I watch in Bellator. I see the women there and the calibre coming through, the boxing. It's just, you can tell. There's a big shift, there's a big change because the training's better. The coaches have done their research on how to best train females based on the hormones, of course, as well, because that can affect us. They're doing it in football too, you know, bearing in mind when a female has a cycle and, and, you know, acknowledging certain times of the month might not be the best time for them to play. So we want to play them at full potential, set their position differently or put measures in to make sure they can manage those conditions in sport. And that is what's going to bridge the gap is once the research catches up with the level of where females are in sport, that's when it's going to be a huge game changer. Uh, one guy I, I definitely would say to check out is Bill Campbell. So C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. And if you look for Bill Campbell on Instagram, it's Bill Campbell uh, PhD. And he's just put a recent study up about female athletes gaining muscle and the effects of... Uh, protein intake really interesting study to look at especially if you're a female and you are looking at changing your routine or you enjoy training or you're into sport definitely worth a look at start doing your research ladies and lastly before i go and first of all happy international women's day and just a side note ladies if you still have a cycle please learn to track your cycles because i tell you now when you go to train or if you haven't got a pt at the moment and you're looking at getting a pt or a coach then you can basically you know, advise them on where your cycle is, learning about it. If you follow me on the NAG Personal Trainer on Instagram, I actually put a post up the other week informing us about the menstrual cycle and how it works and how to wor- work it out and where, what, and how, what, what, you're, what is going to be normal for you. And also tomorrow, those who are perimenopausal or menopausal or postmenopausal, there is a post going out tomorrow on the NAG Personal Trainer. And also, it's on Facebook. My uh, Facebook page is the nag pt fitness so if you have a look for that plenty of information on there so if you love researching about stuff like that and you want to know more about how your bodies work or anything we always put a tip choose up every week to keep people's knowledge up to date with what's going on so if you love that stuff go and give me a follow and check out those posts also if you find me on the nag personal trainer on instagram if you go to the bio there's a link where you can sign up to my newsletters called nuts nuggets uh, I know, yeah, inside joke. But again, I do newsletters every week on a Monday and a Wednesday, uh, giving you lots of information again about health and fitness. And if you ever need any help, you can send me a DM on any of those platforms or send me an email to thenagptfitness at gmail.com uh, with the subject line podcast. Uh, women, uh, 
and also it's based on today's podcast, uh, International Women's Day, and the subject line would be cool too. Always happy to hear your feedback. Uh, please uh, rate this podcast today and also share it with anybody you think needs to hear this and also be grateful if you share it on your social media stories and posts. Have a great day, everyone.